When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that can sing Beyonce's If I Were a Boy without changing the lyrics. <laughs> but, I, but I am a boy. If I were a boy, I'd if, put myself first. But, but <laughs> if. That's what boys do. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And I hope you left that sigh in instead of cutting them out like you normally do. <laughs> I would never. I would never remove long periods of silence and add in laughter that you did on other jokes and yeah. then put them in. <laughs> Probably to your own jokes that I placed uh, next to my jokes. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, we're going to be talking about celebrities. Today, we're going to talk about celebrity. But first. But first. First of all, we're, we are live today. All three of us are in the same room for the first time since at least March. Yeah. Um, it's it's real weird. Yeah. Dan brought a Fortress of Solitude with him. Yes. <laughs> Very considerate. And he has a mask, which I can't tell if it's a BDSM thing or if Dan just likes it. <laughs> uh, the Well, my Fortress of Solitude is painfully too too narrow it like perfectly sets me up that i can see both your mouths on either side of it so i think you called me fat somewhere in there <laughs> <laughs> i don't know exactly where but nope <laughs> um yeah yeah now i can see your dumb face yep you're welcome okay uh i want to start off with a correction okay a correction um so I mentioned uh, Kamala Harris and trans issues, and I was kind of like talking mainly about just like what I had heard. Kamala know, Harris is trans? Around, no. Oh. <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> I don't know. Trans issues. Trans issues. Yeah. Um, oh, I know what this is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she was uh, uh, attorney general in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So I, I looked up to see if there's like any new information, and I, I think broadly speaking is true. She has started to address uh, more recently her stance on sex workers and trans people and mm -hmm. shifted in the right direction. She she has talked vaguely about her support for trans people, not specifically trans people in incarcerated trans people. Mm -hmm. She's talking about mm -hmm. reducing the incarcerated population for trans people and believes that we need to validate their identities, but not the combination of the two, which yeah. has been the um was the issue in the past when she was the um lead put her in jailer mm -hmm. for the, the um the world mm -hmm. um and so there's an article uh that i really like that goes into detail if you want more info it's on them.com by ren sanders and it's called unpacking kamala harris's record on trans and sex worker issues great yeah i mean there's i get, I get torn in this situation because uh one of the things when you were elected to be the attorney general your job at least in theory is to uphold the law regardless of whether you agree with it or not it's not a legislative function where you're supposed to be out there like changing policy your your job is to enact policy so if your that's job, what the nazis said i know i know we're not talking about like you're no oh, i said nazis we can't okay <laughs> it's that's the, right conversation ender true okay, no you can keep great going. no i'm done you're right kamala harris is hitler <laughs> I didn't say she is Hitler. I said she shares some similarities. I hear she's a wonderful painter. Yeah. And, and, and likes to be peed on? And her okay. wife probably hates her. 
Hitler must have been a dick at home. Oh, fuck. Hitler, put your feet down. I do what I want. <laughs> God. You never vacuum. Shut up, woman. Like, Jesus, fine. All right, everybody. Welcome we to the show. No. Are we starting again? <laughs> Sorry from the beginning. I, I just, I just, I, I think that um, it is possible for somebody to be forgiven for things that they did as long as they have grown, make changes, and that sometimes being really good at your job that you've been elected to do might mean doing some things that maybe you wish you didn't have to, but it's still kind of your job. Like maybe going to war if you're the president, right? Yeah. Like good people don't want to go to war, yeah. but by God, we have to sometimes, and that's your job. Yeah, or using a public bathroom when you <laughs> when you work at the CDK. Because <laughs> it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> we all have to do things we don't really want to. Um, no, and, and I would rather someone who, I don't think she's like 100% like, given her outright support but she has shown support for trans people which is far better than anything like i'd rather we can just have a nuanced discussion about the specific issues rather than a flat yeah. out like they suck and shouldn't be able to like use the sidewalk or whatever yep great so. uh you ready for the news if i were the news <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i, I mean this is the news, so... If I currently am in the middle of the news... <laughs> uh, news the first. So, a damning report by Ofsted, which is an organization that is an education watchdog. According to them, Sunderland-based Cornerstone Northeast Fostering Service, also known as Skenefis... Great. No, they're not. I just... I was like... that. Um, they would only recruit carers who were in heterosexual marriages, excluding anyone from the LGBT plus community. Um, so basically a high court judge, a high court judge ruled in July that the agency had acted unlawfully in requiring this of parents and Cornerstone Northeast is now seeking to appeal this judgment, stressing their right to uphold quote, faith based principles. Sure. But uh, it, it, the, this is trending toward the direction of the law in UK says that you can't discriminate against gay people for things like adoption. This place is trying and they're getting smacked down for it. Mm. Yeah. That's all I want to say about that. Okay. News the second. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. In a new book that is coming out today. Next month. Close. <laughs> a book called All the Sonnets of Shakespeare is coming out that is written by... These two researchers, Professor Sir Stanley Wells Ooh. and Dr. Paul Edmondson. And in this book, they claim that, quote, William Shakespeare was undeniably bisexual. Wow. I thought a lot of people had denied it. <laughs> They're wrong now. Okay. <laughs> this book has canceled Some them. dude with the name Sir has said it. So that might, uh, yeah, that sounds legit. Yep. They analyzed 182 sonnets Shakespeare wrote from around 1578 and found that onwards, and found that while 10 were written for women, 27 were actually addressed to men. Um, most are, quote, open in their direction of desire, including his most famous, Shall I Compare Thee to a Summer's Day? Uh, the language of sexuality in some of the sonnets, which my are... nuts are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, yep, yep. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Because you hot. <laughs> 
Um, the language of sexuality in some of the sonnets, which are definitely addressed to a male subject, leaves us in no doubt that Shakespeare was bisexual, Edmondson told The Telegraph. Uh, it has become fashionable since the mid-80s to think of Shakespeare as gay, but he was married and had children, and some of the sonnets are addressed to a female and others to a male. To reclaim the term bisexual seems to be quite an original thing to be doing. Hmm. But the... It's not necessarily new right now, but sure. Well, so this, what, what I think is, what I think is interesting is, first of all, why do we care so much? But then second, you write about straight people shit all the time. That doesn't mean that you're bisexual. That's what I was. 400 years from now when you, you're going to be famous and studied. Right. By yeah, it. sure. <laughs> this guy really cared about what his poop looked like. <laughs> he has so many poems about that. He's clearly scatologically inclined. <laughs> God, I hate that. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking is just because you write something from a perspective or was it like a personal letter? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know, sir, whatever the fuck seems smarter than me. So um, I think the 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 big deal, like first people are like, oh, did you know famous people like Shakespeare are actually gay trying to break people's image of you know the straight the fact the idea that everyone is straight yeah. and then there's a reaction to gay because like then bi people are like okay he's not gay he's bi like you all like everyone always tries to put the word gay instead of bi so i think it's this chain of like did you know some people are gay and then like to gay people do you know some people are bi and then the straight people like, are like fuck you they're like jesus <laughs> do you still read that shit <laughs> like you know yeah um one of the things that they pointed out was quote two bisexual mini sequences sonnets 40 to 42 and 133 to 134 uh in those there's a three-way relationship sonnet 40 mm. begins angrily take all my loves my love yea, take them all and includes the line then if for my love thou my love receivest implying that his love has been betrayed he said and in sonnet 41 he admires the beauty of both his female and male lovers hers by thy beauty tempting her to thee thine by thy beauty being false to me and i just i don't know that's not a smoking gun either it, like nothing has changed about what we said before <laughs> but he apparently is by and that's the smoking gun yeah well i mean a sir and a professor and a doctor done okay I'll great. walked into a bar i don't know <laughs> news the last yeah news the last i'm gonna fuck this up great and i know that lots of people are very sad and upset that this week uh drag race star chichi devane uh passed away um the chichi devane who um was 34 will be remembered for her incredible talent kind heart and determination she passed away thursday after being hospitalized with pneumonia and two years after sharing that at that she was living with the rare chronic condition scleroderma um her birth name was Xavier davenport she's not trans so this is like it gets weird a Xavian out of drag, Chi-Chi in drag. Anyway, um, yeah, people who followed RuPaul and Drag Race are uh, super sad, apparently. We don't watch, so I, like, how could I do proper, proper justice to this? Because oh, I, yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't follow yeah. drag. This but. was big enough that, yeah, I don't either, but it was big enough that it, like, I became aware of it, like, through Twitter and stuff. Like, that's, it was, it was big enough news to show up on my radar, even though I don't watch her or know who she is, yeah, know who she was. Yep, yep. Um, I I thought this was really nice and sort of a fitting tribute uh, to 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 her quote. Drag race has opened my eyes to see there's so much more than where I came from, 
and to like not hold that against myself to push forward with where I want to go in life. So yeah, it has definitely healed that aspect. Um, who said that? Bill Gates? Cheat. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Chi Chi Devane. Both. Got it. Who was plagiarizing Bill Gates the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that look. Bill Gates started that look. Um, I Okay, I've been watching Pose a lot, so maybe this is part of where I'm coming from. But, like, it, it's still... I don't watch Drag Race, but still, like, when, when a drag queen dies, like, that's still... I still feel that. Like, that's... You know, when it comes... Like, when it's your community, hmm. like, I think we all feel it in the LGBT community, whether yeah. you knew them or not. Yeah. I'll pay that. Okay. She's real pretty. I like that part. Cool. R.I.P. Chi Chi. Yeah. Rest in power. That seems to be what everyone's saying. Rest in powder? Face powder? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, uh, is that... That's it. That's the news. Okay. Yeehaw. Okay. If I were the... New, if I would have been the news, <laughs> I would have been happier. Um, okay. Uh, I want to thank the following Patreon members. Great. Wayne. Newton. Nope. No. Just Wayne. Just Wayne. Uh, little, little, this is not, this is regular size Wayne. This is not little Wayne. <laughs> okay. This Wayne appears to be of average stature. Uh, Spencer Beggs, uh, Greg Bingham, Kyle Dawson, which uh, hereby known as Dawson. If your name is Kyle, we don't want your money? Is that what you're saying? Co- correct. <laughs> or don't be so bold as to put that in as your first name. <laughs> Kyle Dawson, my ass. Um, and Michael Tribby. So there's huh. a Kyle and a Michael. Huh. I don't know if you want to say anything to Michael. I love your first name and everything about you. Yeah, okay. Um, if you want bonus episodes and content, you can go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast. Um, and it's fun. Yeah, while we're talking about Patreon a little bit, uh, we recently changed it so that you can get a 10% discount if you sign up for a whole year in advance. Yeah, yeah, they just released that feature, uh, Patreon did. So yeah, you can now sign up for an annual membership if you want. If you're like, I know I'm going to love them. (laughs) I'm sure that's what a lot of people hearing this right now are thinking to themselves. I don't know if we've been good enough so far to be bold enough to ask for a year-long support, but sure, why not? Do it if you want, or you can still do monthly. Great, great. Uh, you want to talk about celebrity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a, a war coming. So, but I, but I don't know that we need to start there. Yeah, we're not going to start. There. Okay. Uh, but there's some things that we can talk about that will inform that discussion. Oh, okay. You're you're okay. 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 <laughs> I should have known. This is my new favorite idea for an episode we've ever had. I should have known you were going to start to plant the seeds early on and try to trick me into agreeing with you. I've got my eyes on you. Should we? I guess we should say, like, we are definitely going to discuss. There's been this ongoing discussion um, now, not only between us, but also on our Discord of is Selena Gomez an A-list celebrity? So that's coming soon. So now I'm on the lookout for anything you're going to drop that, like, anyone who was on a show about wizards must be a B-list celebrity. Like, I'll, I'm, I'm going to watch out for your tricks. Oh. Okay. No, but you can... You sounded like you were going to say something. Well... Do your segment. N- no. Just given the number of A-listers that were in the Harry Potter series of movies, you're not, like, no. You're incorrect about the wizard thing. Mm, okay. All right. <clears throat> okay, great. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, great. I want to hang out. All right. <sighs> Besides a cruise line, what is celebrity, Kyle? What do we think? Celebrity is 
shit, I don't know, I have to say this in a way that helps support. Okay, I need to just put that, that I can't keep thinking with Selena and I can't operate with Selena running the ship here. Um, celebrity, like, I think it's just about people knowing who you are because I don't think it's even good or bad. I think celebrities can just be well known by a large enough group of people. Yep. Do you have the right answer? Well, I'm going to read a definition. It's straight out of Wikipedia, so your mileage may vary. And celebrity is a condition of fame and broad public recognition of an individual or group, or occasionally a character or animal, as a result of attention given them by mass media. A person may attain a celebrity status from having great wealth, their participation in sports or the entertainment industry, their position as a political figure, or even from their connection to another celebrity. Celebrity usually implies a favorable public image as opposed to the neutrals of famous or notable or the negatives infamous or notorious. Okay, I pretty much said that. Yeah, you did. And there's not like there's not a lot of like objective measurements to go on there. So this is very the right answer is inside all of us, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Look inside your A. You'll find that list. Uh, but um yeah, so it's like it's like the old uh, argument about porn from that Supreme Court case. It's like, I know it when I see it. Yeah, kind of a thing. Yeah, I do want I do want to talk about the lists because that's like the 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 central argument that we're going to have okay. later. Yeah, comes down to what does it mean to be an A lister? Yeah, and I came across a fairly surprising. Oh, I forgot to back up and say this. The stereotype here, the reason this is gayish is because gays are obsessed with celebrity. And I yeah. hope we talk about that. Yeah. Like, yeah at yeah. least that's the stereotype. Yeah. 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 Uh, like Perez Hilton is someone that came to mind of like, like my female friends were obsessed with this site. And then that like is the only reason I found out about it. And then like, yeah, gays are all up on the gossip blogs. And actually everyone assumes that I know what's going on with Britney, like which I, I actually don't stay on top of the like the day to day of her, I just see her Instagram posts every now and then and go, Oh, you don't like it on top in general. So I, <laughs> only if I'm writing, um, there was no innuendo about that. I just really went like only sitting on a dick. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I actually don't pay that close attention to yeah. like the, the inner workings of her or, or anyone in general. Do you, do you stay on top of celebrities or anything? I really don't. I think I did more when I worked at IMDb just by virtue of the mm. fact that I'd have to fucking see all of the shit that was on there and look <laughs> at the rankings of yeah. like people going up and down on their star their meter. Star meter, exactly. Um, but no, not 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 really. Mm. Not so we really. both don't follow the stereotype, and and I think that would surprise people about. Dan does has a correction. <laughs> I think this is your your laughter is is exactly my point. Why are you laughing, Dan? Uh, every every time we get together, you have some new celebrity thing to tell us about this this hot new song by this random hot person. new song. Yeah, yes, that's a celebrity, but that's different than like I don't know the gossip. I don't uh, know like the I, the I I know songs by people like Hey Britney re-released mood ring that was part of the original japanese album that she didn't release in the u.s like i know that but i don't know like what she did yesterday other than pose for an awkward picture on instagram yeah yeah i i also think like i am interested in celebrity in as much as i want to fuck them (laughs) (laughs) or them to fuck me as it might be um like i legit have a harder time following female celebrities than male celebrities and the the dick is why 
And I think I'm the opposite. Like, it's easier to follow a female celebrity because, like, I get to remove my annoyance at how hot they are. Like, that's <laughs> that's been, like, my last couple years is just I'm annoyed at hot people. And so I don't. I don't want to see them because if I don't see them, they're not there. And that makes me the hottest person I can see. <laughs> Great. It's <laughs> weirdly self-affirming. Um, <laughs> I eliminated everyone else in my life and I'm still ugly. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, so, so, okay. So maybe we'll come back to, to this as, as we go. But uh, a list, it turns out is in my opinion, based on some research, only a term that should apply to actors because it comes from a dude that invented it. So there's a guy named James Ulmer, and he invented the Ulmer scale, which is an actual industry thing, apparently. Hmm. And he categorized the lists into A+, A, B+, B, C, and D and on down. Wow, he, he even had to get as specific as pluses. Yeah, yep. So... He has a whole thing. Okay, so what is the Ulmer Scale? This is from his website, ulmerscale.com. The Ulmer Scale is the film industry's premier series of power bases for tracking, measuring, and ranking the star power of more than 1,400 actors worldwide. Pulling dozens of leading deal makers from Hollywood and key international territories, the scale uses a 100-point ranking system to measure bankability, the key component of star power. Bankability is the degree to which an actor's name alone can raise 100% or majority financing up front for a film. Often it is the most critical factor in determining whether an actor is hired for a project. The Ulmer scale tracks it exclusively for all three film budget levels, art house, mid-range, and studio-level features. Anyway, I think that the word, the, the term A-list, arguably this guy came up with that concept, and it's specifically for actors, specifically for movies, and then that term has broadened over time to just be sort of a throwaway phrase to mean people who are super famous. Yeah. Regardless of industry or context. Yeah. Yeah. And and we've agreed that uh, we're moving on from his definition because it's no longer applicable to the way in which we use A-list. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the that's the question. I just no no, I, no, I said we agree oh. <laughs> that we moved on. I, I was not asking you that. I also think it's interesting that A list in even in this guy's scale, there's A plus and there's A. Yeah. Um, but there there's actually, or at least there used to be. I mean, there still is. The origin of that term comes from a fairly objective standard by which you could figure out what list somebody is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and, but only 1,400, like, that seems so small in the, like, world of people. How many How many, How many? many people do you think there should be that are celebrities? So I know that... I think we should track 7 billion people because everyone's a celebrity to some degree. And you just want to stack rank them? Yeah. Okay. You, you know, like... <laughs> at at the end of every quarter they would the managers would all stack rank everyone in the group so they knew who to give raises to and who to kick out yep. we should do that with humans oh we should do that at thanksgiving <laughs> and just go around the table and stack rank people <laughs> at the start of every meeting or gathering should be like a, a look around the room and stack rank yep. just so we know who, who's most important yep 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 um so 
In popular usage outside the film industry, an A-list celebrity is any person with an admired or desirable social status. Even socialites with popular press coverage and elite associations have been termed as A-list celebrities. Similarly, less popular persons and current teen idols are often referred to as B-list celebrities and the ones with lesser fame as C-list ones. In the year 2000, Entertainment Weekly interpreted a C-list celebrity as, quote, that guy or sometimes that girl, the easy-to-remember-but-hard-to-remember character actor, or easy-to-remember-but-hard-to-name character actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have any people that jump to mind when for, they say that? In the For the D-list? No, 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 for the C-list. Or the C-list. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, who's that person, but they're really good? Yeah, I, like Gary Oldman comes to mind, if only because he's in fucking everything and is like, for some reason, his name is really easy to forget. This I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. Um, he's, I think, most famous most recently for being Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movies. There's a new Batman movies? I mean, the most recent Batman oh, movies. Oh, okay. Um, we should look up, if only there were... A, database of actors that would tell us who all of these people I have it open okay great uh one of his most recent roles was as winston churchill in the uh academy award nominated film darkest hour he was in brom stroker stroker strokers but i'd watch that brom stoker's Mm. dracula yeah he was dracula he was like the lead in tinker taylor soldier spy i don't think i he was zorg in um fifth element which is one of my favorite movies of all time ever oh you and anyway, my dad. The, the the point is i think that he has a rather he's always really good super good character actor but he is sort of nondescript if you were to walk by him on the street you probably wouldn't even know who he was mm-hmm. i think his name is doesn't stick out like gary oldman yeah. is just a, a name but like He's super duper famous too. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. that's that's who comes to mind. How about you, Kyle? C list well, celebrity. What well, do you the, think? The only you think they're all A listers. Never mind. We're having that fight later. Go ahead. <laughs> I love this. Stare <laughs> at me more. <laughs> um, uh, the the one that jumps to mind is mostly from BoJack Horseman. Uh, Margot Martindale. They made a. a consistent jokes about her and how she's an amazing actress but no one knows who she is and so she like had a recurring role um on that show and then another one they mentioned is andy mcdowell um okay i think the uh uh there's a dude that was on house of cards like that's always like a bald mafia dude or or mean dude or dude wearing a long coat or someone standing in the shadows i forget his name Okay. Or I never knew it in the first place. But that's someone who... The guy that played Remy the Lobbyist? No. No? No. Okay. Uh, white guy. Oh, okay. I don't know who you who you mean. Oh. Um, this is... I guess we're just kind of proving the point of what a C-list celebrity is. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something to remember, I guess, is at least for the Ulmer scale, once an A-lister doesn't mean always an A-lister. Right, right. Right? And, and so I like, think that's true of even the broader definition of A-lister. You have to, like, maintain a certain level of relevancy over time to, to stay there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think Andy McDowell, I think, was probably B-list, if not A-list, in the 80s and 90s. But I agree with you and your assessment now well, that it's, maybe C-listy. It's mostly BoJack Horseman that I'm pulling from. I mean, that's as good a source as any, Kyle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um... Should I tell you? You can move up and down lists. Great. Over time. Oh. That's all. Great. Go ahead. Um, 
I want to take a little bit of a, a turn. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about celebrities that have come out as straight. Oh, the painful time the- <laughs> when people bear their soul and let everyone know that they are a heterosexual. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, uh, so I think it's really interesting. This uh, was from an article on pride.com. And I just think this is so funny of like, what are the circumstances that would necessitate this and how do they do it? Like, what do they say about it? It's just, it's really interesting to me. So I'm going to read a few different examples of people that stood out to me. We've talked before about this. We've talked about Andrew Garfield, um, Mm -hmm. Cory Booker, uh, Sean Mendez. Mm -hmm. We've talked about lots of people that have gay rumors, but there, so there's a few others Mm -hmm. uh, on this list Um, to get you excited. I will start with Darren Chris. Yes, mm. sit on your face. I know, I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> Is he an A-list celebrity? No. Absolutely not. Wow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Apparently winning an Emmy is not enough for you. No, it's not. Okay. Um, uh, okay. This is so hard to not. It's like when you know you have a test next period. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're trying to like. Are you stalling? No, I'm trying to like actually focus on what I'm telling you instead of in the back of my head saying like, how do I plant the idea? I need to stop asking you who I think, who you think is an A-list celebrity. Otherwise it's going to get us into that. Okay. Darren, Chris, sit on your face. Um, so quote, I, I think it's more empowering to everybody. Oh, he, this was a rumor partly like he was on Glee as Kurt's boyfriend. He was, uh, the bisexual uh, uh, serial killer what's his fuck on that show by what's his fuck and American Crime Story American Crime Story and he was Versace killer Andrew Shenagan you, you're doing name? you're doing great well what's his name Kunanen Kunanen yeah I did a whole thing about him I would not have him. come up with that I like researched <laughs> him and talked about it on that episode it's we like did. I'm the only one that listens to this podcast <laughs> in this room <laughs> I listen to it more than any of us and then immediately delete that information from my phone and brain yeah my hard drive only has so many gigs <laughs> um Darren Chris, yeah. sit on your face Great. um uh he said quote I think it's more empowering to everybody including myself if I'm articulate about identifying myself as a straight male playing a gay character ultimately that's more powerful for both communities is that true what is, is that saying? true that's a good question um i mean i think like a couple of these like examples we will see people that play gay characters wh- how do they come out do they need to come out or, or come out do they need to announce that they're straight do they feel that like and that's the, the interesting thing because i think it could be a bad thing, a defensive thing, like no, I, oh yeah, 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 I play a gay. Don't call guy, me gay, but I'm dips. super straight. Yeah, I love putting in pussies. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he's doing that. Hmm. So I think he's just saying I want to be clear about that I'm both straight and both very comfortable playing gay characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good. Yeah, I mean, uh, then you get into like, is it actually better for gay people if there if there are straight people playing them? But I think his intentions are good and and positive and supportive. I don't understand his statement, though, that it's good for both communities. Um, my interpretation is uh, it is good for gay people to see gay representation. It's also helpful. Like having allies is really important. So for a straight person to say gay people are cool, it's OK to play a gay character that doesn't diminish your masculinity or whatever thing you're worried that, you know. OK. 
Okay. But th- that's what I think he's saying. Okay. You need you need allies to support gay people. It's just like in what way is that best and is acting as a gay in a gay role that way. As a counterpoint to that, someone that that came out of straight, um Jack Falahi, um who is you know who he is? Yeah, and he's uh, my ex-husband's celebrity doppelganger. Oh. I feel like he's had ones that are yeah. Um he's on How to Get Get Away with Murder. Um, he's like super hot gay dude on that. Uh, he's one of those annoying people. I have not continued to watch How to Get Away with Murder because he's too hot and I'm annoyed. Oh, like, okay. Um, God, you're so wrong about this. Okay, go ahead. No, well, because I, it's like masochistic for me to like watch hot people because I'm like, why is why are you why do you get to be so hot? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to be so hot? Um, so he says. He had, he had long not discussed, even though he played a gay character, he had not discussed his sexuality. Um, and eventually he did say, while I'm not gay on HDGAWM, I play a character who's in an interracial relationship with an HIV positive man. However, in the past, I've declined to discuss my own sexuality in an attempt to try and dismantle the closet. Opponents to my amb- ambiguous answers to questions surrounding my sexuality argued the importance of visibility. Ultimately, I think that my stance has been unhelpful in the fight for equality. I feel that I've sacrificed my ability to support the community for a more theoretical discussion about sexuality. Now, more than ever, I want to offer my support to the community as an ally. Hmm. So, well, immediate reactions? That's the opposite of what Darren Chris did? Um, it's it's coming out as straight, but it, for a very different reason. I see. Darren Chris is saying it's really helpful to both the communities if I come out and, and talk about it. Okay. Jack. Fallahey. Fallahey, sure. Um, seemed to like hold it back and not want to talk about it in his perspective to dismantle the closet. And it's only after a while that he was like, okay, like fine, you know, I'll come out. Hmm. Okay. What are your reactions? I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They seem, it seems the same to me. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put my finger on the distinction that you're making. And I guess oh. I don't quite that's okay. Well, what, do you, yeah. what are your like, feelings? Because in both cases, they were a straight actor playing a gay role who were sort of dodgy about their sexuality when interviewed about it and then ultimately just said, hey, just so everybody knows I'm straight. I don't think uh, I don't think Darren Chris did that. I think he's always identified as straight. I think he's been pretty open about that. Oh, okay. Then why do the rumors keep dogging him? Then why feel the need to like put the nail in that coffin with that yeah. statement yeah. i mean I, I it seems like whenever someone plays a gay role then people start asking them if they're gay like yeah. that seems to be the like people that play gay characters yeah i mean that's a lot of the the list or people that like there was some dude i didn't know who was on the bachelor or whatever and you know you know who never got that who tom hanks Oh, he played that dude in Philadelphia. He's just such a doofy dad like <laughs> character that like I don't so you have to play a gay role and be hot. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Are there other examples of straight dudes that were less than hot that played gay roles and then didn't get gay rumors? Huh. Colin Firth. Maybe he played a single man um, and he's like older. I don't think he got. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. Um, well, so what I thought was most interesting in in Jack Flea's comments is one, he was saying like, 
regardless of if you agree or disagree, he said, I've decided my stance has been unhelpful, so I'm doing this instead. Like, Mm -hmm. for anyone to acknowledge... A mistake or... Yeah, or like, ah, this I don't think this has been the right way, so I'm taking this new action. Like, that's just not people that... People don't do that nowadays, so I always respect anytime someone is very upfront about their evolving or changing beliefs. Yeah, for sure. Um, But the idea of dismantling the closet by not discussing it, um, that's... I kind of liked that idea of, well, why do I have to tell you if I'm gay or not? Like the expectation that you are straight unless you come out. Like I kind of like his original idea of Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. And that means that if other people don't, it's like for trans people, it's like putting your pronouns in your bio. If only trans people do it, then Mm -hmm. everyone knows immediately you're trans if you don't talk about your sexuality then you must be gay so i like his idea of not Mm. not talking about it at first one thing that is interesting i think that like walking through society as a civilian as a normal just average joe citizen everyone is assumed to be straight until they're proven gay yeah and then once you get to a certain level of fame it's the opposite Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. gay until you're proven straight yeah like, it's like there are certain industries that you can be in and acting is one of them where it's like oh, you're probably gay yeah until until you make a statement of some kind yeah and, well but i think but it's it's weird because like they're more likely i think they're like more gay people in creative arts things but it's still like it's only just evolving that you can be gay and out and still have a career like but it's also homophobic like it's yeah. so such a weird like paradox existing in Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Da 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 da. News. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, another one. So uh, on the same vein, on the same penis vein, uh, is Jake Gyllenhaal, who mm-hmm. after Brokeback Mountain said uh, to James Limpton, Limpton. <laughs> James Lipton? James, no, I'm sticking with Lipton. Uh, Inside the actor's studio? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, honey, I've gone James Lipton. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, which Jake Gyllenhaal do you want to bang the most? Uh, 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 gogglehead, gearhead, warhead, hammerhead. Jarhead? Jarhead, jarhead yes. I agree. Yeah. He's hottest he's in Jarhead. so angry and had a shaved head and was like shirtless and, and just yeah. like dirty. Yeah, okay, go. go ahead. And then he'd get into my sleeping bag and hold me close, and I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's just for warmth. And then he'd put his arm around me and say, Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> I'd start to go cold, and I'd turn around and, okay. Uh, yeah, I, did I say his quote? No. Nope. <laughs> okay, okay. After, when James Linton uh, asked him, he said, uh, 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 Jake Gyllenhaal said, quote, it's a huge compliment. To be thought of as gay? His quote was, it's a huge compliment. What is? What is huge? Jesus, Mike. <laughs> the I, I will tell you the line. Okay, good. It's a huge compliment, he told host James Lipton, about people thinking he's gay. Okay, great. That was not implied through all the things. It was, but... Jesus. Okay. What? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. What are you... Thoughts? Reactions? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's a compliment. Maybe it is. Because if... if if being thought of as gay because you play because you're hot like are we basically saying the hot ones get gay rumors 
So if you get gay rumors, you must be hot, and that's what he's saying. It's that's why it's a compliment. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, th- this was also back when Brokeback Mountain came out in in 1943. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I think the idea is that you. It's like an overdoing. You know who loved Brokeback Mountain? Who? FDR. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, it, it's it's almost like you're trying to be supportive by saying like positive stereotypes about a group, but positive stereotypes can also then make people feel shitty about themselves if they don't meet those stereotypes. So I think that's one of those cases. Like, and probably for the time it made sense, but um, to 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 have a straight person react in that way and say that's a good thing is new. Yeah. Or, or I, I assume that was new at the time, but now I think we're to a point where it should be just neutral. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think he got rumors not only because he acted in a gay role, but also because he took it and because he <laughs> took it. <laughs> oh no, that's what I meant. Because he got fucked and broke back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he got broke back. Um, and and that he's hot. Like I think those are all the things that. Yeah. Um, Taryn Egerton, who yeah. played uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Yep, Elton John in mm-hmm. that movie. Edgerton. That's mm. <laughs> eh, up for debate. <laughs> but he was also smoking as hot in the Kingsman. Sure. Oof. That was the first bullet. Smoking ass hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, he posted a photo on Instagram of a male friend with the caption, cutie, my boy, heart, less than three. Um, and everyone was like, oh, he came out and had all these rumors. Um, and then he had to clarify, I'm not going to, st-. he had to clarify, no, I'm not gay. It was kind of like a, a, a thing temporarily. And he said, I'm certainly not going to stop calling my mates cuties and gorgeous because they are cuties and they are gorgeous, Mm -hmm. which I loved the way he came out or not came out, but like he was forced to address it just because of his language. And that shows society's like, if a woman calls her friend, a girlfriend, you don't make any assumption if a girl takes a picture of a girl and says, cutie, my girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than if a guy does it. It's interesting, like, girls can say whatever they want to about each other. Mm-hmm. Girls can say whatever they want to about boys. Gay guys can say whatever they want to about women. But they can't about straight men, and straight men certainly can't say anything about other straight men. If I were a boy, <laughs> I think I could understand. Um, Okay, I read something recently that actually I has been making me think someone said that women calling their friends girlfriends downplays the importance of lesbian or female female relationships because Mm -hmm. if if it were just neutral if you call everyone your girlfriend then we should be able to call people boyfriend yeah but when you say boyfriend is it it is a distinct thing it is a relationship with a boy so i i at first i was like let's pc world come on now what is this pc mag Mm. um but i thought that was funny (laughs) (laughs) magazine about pcs not okay Mm -hmm. um magazines are so 1994 (laughs) but sure (laughs) whatever uh 2000 and late um what was i saying Taryn Edgerton. <laughs> um, no, it's PC to do what? Oh, 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 oh. I was like, oh, we're like, yeah, we're getting into this like PC battle about like the word girlfriend. But then the more yeah. I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, it kind of does like 
diminish if girlfriend can be friend or girlfriend then what does that say about girlfriends i find it i i always thought like women calling their friends their girlfriends was very confusing even like as a kid hmm. so i guess i agree hmm. yeah i think i'm i'm the more it has sunk in and processed the the more i've understood the at least we all should recognize there's a difference and then why is that and i agree that it's people don't validate women's relationships with each other as much um uh last one i'll do is uh kendall jenner oh god uh there were internet rumors that she was queer um she said she thinks the reason is because unlike her sisters she doesn't like show boyfriends or announce them uh like like the others mm-hmm. um like the the brat pack and uh she said quote i don't think i have a bisexual gay bone in my body but i don't know who knows i'm all down for experience not against it whatsoever but i've never been there before also i know i have kind of a male energy but I don't want to say that wrong because I'm not transgender or anything, but I have a tough energy. I move differently. But to answer your question, I'm not gay. I have literally nothing to hide. Great. <laughs> I was expecting far more reactions from you about all of these. Why I have just, you not? No, okay, Kendall, as soon as you said Kendall Jenner, my brain turned off. Like <laughs> I just, I give, I give negative fucks about her and like, but if I move past that, <laughs> And I go into, so I think the whole, I have a masculine energy. Oh, I'm just a tomboy. All of that is about sexualizing herself in a weird way. And I, I, I don't like it at all. I, uh, her answer to me felt like she was trying to be supportive, but got lost in the vernacular and then found herself trying to dig herself out. She's like, if Sarah Palin was an Instagram star, like (laughs) like, (laughs) trying, like by trying to get herself out of it, she goes deeper. Yeah. I think like male energy is like what like lesbians don't have to have a male energy and then yeah you're breaching on trans territory so then she has to clarify she's not that it was just like yeah a really long rat hole that she went down to be like oh but no yep yep it was it was a lot yeah. that was a lot of words for i'm dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> she could have just said i'm a jenner but um i i think why do i keep getting distracted mm-hmm I think it, it is. Hi, Kyle. Hi. <laughs> I keep thinking things and then I stop thinking them. And so then I don't know what to say. Um, I think that it, it's like talking about disability, talking about trans issues. All of those things are have at one point been new to me. I mean, it's not like I'm an expert. But like when you first start talking about something you don't know, I think you make all these missteps. You don't you sound hesitant. You you don't have, know the right words. So you have to think about it. Um and then you like in the middle of it say the wrong thing or think the yeah. thing you think is misleading, so you have to correct it in advance. Like I just think this feels like someone who is supportive, wants to be supportive, doesn't talk about it enough to have the language down succinctly. Yeah. I could absolutely see myself doing this if I was talking about someone with a disability, kind of like trying to be supportive, but but making sure I say the right thing. Yeah, I'll buy that. I have a lot of allies in my life that like don't live in the bubble that you and I live in and definitely say (laughs) well-intentioned, but incorrect things. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things you have to like, I like with your friends, especially like, I know what you mean. And do I like, is it close enough that like we, we can let it pass or do I want to say like, Oh, I say this instead of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. That's celebrities coming out of straight. Poor celebrities <laughs> and the closet lives they lead. <laughs> so you ready to duke it out? So Kyle and I yes. here not too long ago got real drunk. <laughs> and we were talking about celebrities and who counts as an A-lister. Mm-hmm. And we are in very different places about that. Yeah. And then on a Zoom call, I forget which one it was. It was either after a live stream or it was the quarterly. After the live stream. After the live stream? Yeah. No. I wasn't at the last live stream, so I, I which narrows it down. I know it was the last Patreon quarterly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The one when I took my shirt off. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> That's true. Um, Patreon.com slash gaming podcast. <laughs> um, so so then somehow that got, like, Selena Gomez became the example yeah. that was the most egregious person upon which we disagree, apparently. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. Was I, like, listening to her album at the time? Why was I so... I don't know. You're uh, very, very passionate. But... As were you. I Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, so you maintain that Selena Gomez is an A-list celebrity. Is that true still today, talking to me fresh that and is, live? That is and always air? will be true. Okay. Incorrect. But okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, that is because, as we said, you can move in and out. So, but at least for now, yes, it's true. Right, right, right now, August 23rd of 2020. <laughs> Putting my foot in the ground. Selena Gomez is an A-list, A-list. celebrity. Yes. Okay. And you say... I would hesitate to call her B list. I think she's You so dumb. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're right. That's a compelling argument, Kyle. <laughs> I, I concede. I, <laughs> I should be president. Um I'm trying to figure out like just like from an objective like logic standpoint, which of us has to prove our Well, let me like, start. Like my... do, do I ask you to justify that she is an A-lister, or do I have to justify that she is not? I'll I'll go ahead and, and I'll give it a shot. Oh, you have bullet points. You're, Girl, you're, I got bullet <laughs> points for days. Okay, I had to limit my bullet points to just 10 pages. Okay, great. Um, okay. I thought there were many facets of celebrity mm-hmm. that we could we could help help us support or deny whether someone counts as an A-list. I think one is their notoriety, mm-hmm. as you said in your earlier thing, like uh, now it's about social status oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, 2019, she was the uh, most followed woman on Instagram mm-hmm. um, and was then taken over by Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, at this point, 189 million Instagram followers. So she is one of the most followed people on the internet. Mm-hmm. So she has a huge social base uh, in the likes with the likes of uh, Ariana Grande. Do you think Ariana Grande is a list? No. How do you, okay. <laughs> she's the biggest pop star right now. Like I don't, what fe, what female pop star is a list to you? So to me, uh, M- Madonna, Lady Gaga, like, like you have to have a career that has spanned a sufficient amount of time at a sufficient level of success that you can be likely a household name 20 years from now. But that's not, but the fact that you think you have to do it 20 years from now says you can't come in and out. You have to just be there and stay like, that's not what it is. You can like, you can rock it to the top and be an A-list for a year even, and then 
go away and ne- be never heard of again. So yeah, yeah, I, I do agree that like there's some level of longevity that like people don't just appear on one movie and they're there. But yeah, I I think that there I think a lot of who you would call a list I would like I would call B list and maybe a list someday. And that there's this like there needs to be a pinnacle level label for icons and taylor swift definitely not the okay that's where i think (laughs) it's very clear that you're wrong because if you if taylor swift the biggest pop star between ariana grande and taylor swift those are the biggest pop stars of the time and the fact that neither of those you think are on the a-list is insane it is you are literally, we're going to the hospital immediately after this <laughs> to check for a, a gay cushion. Now, as much as I fucking hate her guts because she is horrible. Sure. Uh, I do think that Taylor Swift is likely to, um, she's f- way more likely to be A-list. I think that she will still be a household name in a long time from now. And so I, I, think- I, 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 I would, I'm on the fence about her. And it's mostly because I hate her guts. But see, your feeling about her should have no... This is what I also what I think is getting in the way. I think you hate these people. I think people you like, you're more willing know to put Selena on the Gomez. list. I know zero of her songs. I know zero of her shows. I. It's likely because I'm older than you. Well, I don't fucking care about her. And just that's definitely clouding what's happening. But that's really important because in spite of not knowing anything about her or caring about her, you know her name and you can have this debate with me about whether she's A-list. An A-list or someone you can bring up their name and everyone everyone we've brought her up to has known her and has weighed in. And I think that's a sign. There are there are people you'd bring up like George Oldwell or whatever. That like <laughs> Gary Oldman. Sure. You're like, who the fuck is that dude? I don't know. He was an actor. Oh, I kind of recognize him. Like, you can say Selena Gomez and everyone will then have an opinion in spite of not knowing any of your, any of her music. Sure. There are lots and lots and lots and lots of people on the B list whose names we know. There, there are not as, I don't think there are as many that you could just say their name and everyone knows who they are and then can debate about that person. I think that that's a, an important sign that every single person knows who she is. Okay, let's talk about what it means to know who somebody is. I I know her name, but I don't know anything that she has done or why I care. Like you, but you do. You know she's a singer. I okay. I know she's a singer. Thanks to you. Yeah, I, yeah. That's what you need to know. She's an actress and singer. Again, like I think I'm seeing it as like the fact that you have not seen any of her movies or only listened to her music because of me. Like that shows how big she is because her name still permeates like everything. So weird. I don't get it. That feeling of being wrong is weird to you? No, I think it's because I'm sober. I don't want to yell at you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, She is only uh, age 28 right now. Mm -hmm. Um, She was... uh, the the where she really got her start. I mean, she was a Disney person. Uh, started in two thousand seven on the uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. That mm-hmm. was two thousand seven to two thousand twelve. Uh, it was an Emmy award winning show that mm-hmm. she was the lead of. Uh, she has moved on to. Was that a primetime Emmy? Uh, best kids <laughs> show. Is that they give that one out? What at snack time? I don't know what yeah. <laughs> that award gets given out. Um. Uh, uh, and then has really 
mostly transitioned into uh, singing. Her last three albums have hit number one on the Billboard chart, including the most recent album, album Rare, uh, which came out this year. Um, you did forget to call out her recur- recurring role in 2002 on Barney and Friends. I did forget to call out her recurring <laughs> Barney role. Thank you. Alongside when, Demi Lovato. When was when was she in Barney? Does 2002. Say? Oh, 2002. So her deck, even though she's 28, she's been around for like 18 years. Mm -hmm. So she actually already has, given her age, her staying power is impressive. But I still agree that you need more longevity to to get into the likes of a Madonna or a Britney um, or an Ariana. Um, She, uh, I was looking at her movies because I don't know her movies as much. So I looked at... Um, the biggest, most recent one she did was um, a animated movie. She did the voice of an animated movie, Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. <laughs> You're, oh, I no, that's a list, man. It's and like, <laughs> listen alongside the cast, which was Adam Sandler, Joe Jonas, Andy Samberg, Kevin James, Fran Dresser, Joe Jonas, Molly Shannon, Steve Buscemi, Chris Parnell, Joe Jonas, and David Spade. So like these are the these are the names on this movie that she is in the mix with. I very clearly have a bias for movies and movie celebrity, maybe because of where it works, maybe because of how I'm tuned. I don't know. And Steve Buscemi is the only A-lister on that list. Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler's not A-list. Why are you fucking doing this to me? Are you serious? <laughs> Adam Sandler is not an A-list celebrity? No. This is great. What do you mean? I like What do you mean? Partially, I mean, like, like meaningful contribution to art, cinema as art. Like, Adam Sandler, it's all trash. It's all just, like, mass media consumption, nothing really unique or interesting or original. That has nothing to do with being A-list, Mike. And maybe you're right about that. No, I definitely... Like, okay, (laughs) is Kim Kardashian A-list? No. This is... This is... (laughs) You... Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean they shouldn't be on it. She is, like, the... Like, the top most grossing woman. She's, like, the most popular female, like, celebrity. It's just... She absolutely is. And I don't... How do you feel about... How do you feel about... How do you feel about the idea that it's fine, let's have an A-list, but that there is an A-plus list, the way that this dude had... She up. would be a plus like she like she is one of the biggest celebrities on the planet, like most recognizable, like has been around for a long time, has been on shows, makes a shit ton of money, has so many followers. Like she's just one of the biggest celebrities there. And hmm. I and I think your personal feelings are coming into play. I mean, in as much as my personal feelings about people who are just famous for being famous and I hate but that them doesn't make them I, any that's less- Okay, who's... I'm agreeing with you. Let me agree with you, Kyle. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But you're not agreeing enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, who... You... Talk to me about your A-list. I want to... I've been throwing out a lot of names and you've rejected them, but... Yeah, I think, to me, there is a requirement of icon status. and, and, And I might be wrong about that. But the people who the Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers is that people are still going to be fucking talking about years and years and years and years from now. These are names that aren't going to disappear into obscurity 
because of the march of time. And I, I, I think that, that there is, there should be some delineation whether it's a list or a plus list or whatever there is there is a level of celebrity that i think is crazy big compared to the people that you use the a-list label to label Hmm. and the meryl streeps of the world like a as much as i don't like barbara streisand the barbara streisands of the world like and and who are those people today um like Tom Cruise certainly is. Nicole Kidman certainly is. And again, Nicole I'm, Kidman. What the fuck has she done lately? I'm I'm over indexing on actors. Yeah. But um, yeah, do you have a singer you'd you'd put in the list? Oh, you did say people like Madonna. Right, yeah, and and Lady Gaga. Yeah. And um, big mega bands. The, the entertainment industry is so weird right now because like nobody's touring. There <laughs> aren't really any like new awesome albums coming out except for rare came out in 2020 at number one on the billboard charts yeah yeah i see i i do see like how you're categorizing people like as i get that there's like a it's almost like the the um the oscar for best career achievement or whatever the fuck that's called cecil b DeMille award or whatever like that's different like than winning an Oscar for an acting role, it's like, no, the span of your work has been big enough that you deserve it. And that feels like more like who you're categorizing. Yeah. So like the, your George Clooney's, your Whoopies, your... That's a Golden Globe Award, not a oh, Academy what's Award. <laughs> so what's the Oscar one? Or is it just Lifetime, Lifetime achievement? achievement? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Is Tina Fey A-list? Very close. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The hard part is, I think people who start in tv that's a very hard transition to make very few have selena and gone over to music. <laughs> so you're right it's very difficult and we should respect anyone who can do it <laughs> um and i think despite the fact that at least yeah yeah i think i think i think she is or that that's a tough call for me but i would say yes and that's likely my fondness for her arbitrarily pushing her higher than maybe she deserves time will tell yeah yeah all right. Well, at least, at least if I don't agree, I understand you a little bit better. Mm. And that's what the world is all about, isn't it, Mike? Yep. Yep. For reals. Well, I'm glad we're still friends. Just like <laughs> Tina Fey. It's on the edge. <laughs> and I'm not sure which way I'm going to fall quite yet. Time will tell. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about today is actually really uncomfortable yeah i'm ready to be well i have been uncomfortable at the premise but sure yeah so i pitched this idea that i wanted to talk about our celebrity such as it is and which that phrase alone already gives me the deuce chills yeah i agree it does It, it makes me really uncomfortable and i think it's worth talking about it's worth talking about our relationship to it and break it down a little bit if that's all right with you sure okay great are we celebrities kyle no is there diff is there a distinction to be made between <laughs> um like here i thought kyle was gonna say we were all on the a-list <laughs> <laughs> not all of us are as good as selena gomez <laughs> no <laughs> um I, I i i agree with you that we are not celebrities but i think that there is like there's the label of that person is a celebrity and then there's like 
celebrity as a value. Like you have a certain amount of it. Like once you reach a certain level of it, then you are a celebrity. But we don't have zero celebrity. Like we have a moderate, like tens of people listen to the show. <laughs> there is some fame there or some, I don't know what to call it. Like we're we're important as personalities to people that listen in and follow us and care about the show do you, you're looking at me with this pained look i just like, feel you, so you, gross saying that no well i don't th- i th- i think there are like we at least there are enough people that listen to this that there's like we have a little bit of an influence maybe influence is is a little bit more like influencer makes me want to want to no, bar no no no, 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 no. I distinctly <laughs> i did not say influencer because we are not that but we do have a small sphere of influence yeah okay and I don't think it's, and that's where I think like a lot of, you can be the celebrity of your office. You can be like, you know, the coolest mom at Jamboree or <laughs> what? we were both surprised you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jamboree. Not the place I go. It's Jamboree. So <laughs> I didn't say it was for kids. <laughs> it's the mom sex hotel. They have a bunch of different things to jam inside them. Wow. They have a daycare too. You drop your kid off, get jammed, <laughs> pick your kid up. Jamboree. A new way to play. <laughs> I love it. Okay. This is what one of the negative comments that I read when I was unfortunately looking at our reviews was Kyle gets way too distracted. Oh. So, oh, I thought you were going to say about the guy that wrote in recently that said that we should drink less so we don't giggle as much. Oh. And like, but we've been sober for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe that's a good, like, part of the influence that I think uh, is is helpful that I like, and again, like I wouldn't call this celebrity, but we get emails from people saying like, what you have done is meaningful to me. I actually yeah. um, wanted, I brought a listener uh, write an email, <laughs> like write in. Um, Roted? Email <laughs> that was wrote by a listener um, because I really liked it. I wanted to call this person out and it, it was, it was really nice. Um, I've been listening to your deep episodes recently, like the ones about depression, self-harm and body image. And I just wanted to thank you to say, thank you guys. I'm a trans male and have suffered through much of that stuff. And when people talk about it, it makes me feel so good and comforted. So, uh, and they wrote a little bit more, but like, um, that, that says to me, that's awesome. Also. Hey, we emailed a little bit. Hey, I see you. Um, uh, we emailed a little bit, but like we've got, we get enough emails like that, that I know, like, People are listening, and we hopefully help mm-hmm. and influ- influence people in a positive way. Except for that dude who thinks I get too distracted. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So th- there's something there that I think speaks to what you're speaking to. I also wanted this to be sort of a conduit for us to talk about, like the uncomfortable things that are happening yeah. to us, because because we joke about the size of the show a lot, but it's it's large enough now that. We've seen and heard some really uncomfortable things. Yeah. Right. Like, like we, we talk to each other on this show and I like to say that real life Mike is 85% the same person as podcast Mike. And I think, I I think I stand by that, but there's that 15% and a lot of people when I meet them now, because I do meet people 
from time to time are like, oh, you're kind of different. You're, <laughs> you're different when you're not on the show. Yeah, you're right. And all of that, like the punchline there is, listener, you don't know me. <laughs> like, you know a lot about me. You lot, know a lot of things that I have said to Kyle, but you don't, you don't know me. And to approach me and talk to me about things that I've said on the show that you wouldn't talk to somebody else that you hadn't heard all of this from, that's uncomfortable or it can be. Yeah. 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 There's like, you've, we've built up like a lot of emotional debt, I think. Like, yeah, we talk to each other in a certain way. And one, I think that like gets people to think like, oh, I know this and now can have that level of conversation when really they forget like it's you and I talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But then too, I think it's like we have all this debt built up. So when, when you meet someone in person, there's this big disparity of emotional in, like investment or, or like exposure. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel like they need to do the like help counteract that by getting into their shit. And it's like, no, we're going to start, or at least for me, I want to start as like, what would you talk about with a friend that you just met? Like we don't have to start at the very beginning. Cause I know like, at least you're down, you're cool enough to <laughs> you like me enough to listen to me talk a whole bunch. But yeah, we don't have to get right into like, you know, who's... my butthole's tiny too. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is, did we make a mistake? Do you think? Because I think no. I think the people well, are attracted to the show because of the amount of openness and honesty and authenticity that we bring to it. Like, did we just? Is this just the price of what we're doing? Putting up with I, it. I I think um, I have seen one of the. No, I I don't think it's a mistake. I think it is a natural byproduct of talking about serious things, but also talking about sexual things mm -hmm. that in when we because we talk with each other about very sexual things and uh, make a lot of jokes and the, yeah the 15 percent of like podcast kyle is far more sexual or, or talks about that far more often um and i think that leads to some people thinking that it's okay to like email us super sexualized messages mm -hmm. it i i can understand why because we're putting out we're talking about sexuality we're gay and we're putting out that kind of information so then so then people think they're allowed to do that to us as well but but they're not you like you can do yeah. that but because you've earned that yeah 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 do you think we've made a mistake with what we're doing <sighs> I don't think so. I agree with almost everything that you said. I should have slipped in something about Selena there. <laughs> You're editing it, so you can put, the, you can put me saying that. <laughs> and also Selena Gomez is a celebrity, right? You agree with all of it. Cool. Um, I mean, I do think I worry about the number of people that I meet and then talk to as listeners and then having it go poorly when I meet them in person. Oh. Because it's going to take a while for them to get to the level of familiarity that I present on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they think that they're going to go on a date with the mic that's on the show, I am the same person. Everything that I've said on the show is absolutely 
true, but you're not, we're not there yet and we're not going to be there yet. And they have me at a huge disadvantage because I know nothing about them. It's just, it gets, it's complicated. And I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud now. I got really uncomfortable all of a sudden. Yeah. I felt, well, just like talking about doing a show called celebrity and then talking about ourselves feels really weird to me. Sure. (laughs) But, but I, I think, I think about, uh, I think Louis CK talked about it, which great, great reference now. Yeah. But like (laughs) that aged well, um, (laughs) he, uh, uh, he talks about like, at first it's great because like the only people that find you are people that are actively seeking you out to listen to you or to take in whatever media you're putting out there, which I think is where like people that listen are mostly people that like us and, and want to do it. But yeah, I think then like you start to get the negative reviews or the emails that don't always, that come across weird or are too sexual or are too personal or comments about being gay sucks. Like, I think we are starting to get some of those things. And I think that is, yeah, a natural byproduct of like now more people, including people who don't want to listen to you hear about you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen more. Um, I've only once emailed a listener back to be like, that was too far mm. <laughs> to, like basically no mm. i i think for me personally jokes about sexual things are, are are fine and and those are still are a little bit uncomfortable for me but like we joke enough about it that pe- i think other people can do it but like to send a message that's like detailing sexual things you want to do to me is like that is not cool like that I have recently felt gross by some comments that mm. that people have made that are that are far too over sexualizing and, and yeah, part of it is like, well, I, I put out this sexual image and put out this flirty, horny, you know, slutty kind of thing, but that doesn't mean I want Yeah. That doesn't interestingly, that doesn't give other people the right to do that to me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not signing up to be sexualized. Mm-hmm. But is that an unrealistic expectation? I don't. I don't know. I mean, a, a, a taste of my own medicine here. Maybe we deserve it, right? Like I've I've made that argument before that like celebrities, and we're not celebrities. <laughs> I can't I can't say that enough. But that there's a different standard for celebrities. Like that's just the price of being who you are. Like you're you're your private life is less private because because of your chosen profession. Yeah. Um, I think that's the case where like we fit in because it's anyone who like puts things out there and that could be as simple as like having a Twitter account or having an Instagram account or writing or making a movie or an actor. Like when you put stuff out into the world, you, even if it's your passion and things, something you love and care about, like now all of a sudden people have the right to react to that. Yeah. I think that's what this falls into to that. Yeah. Yes, Dan. Uh, one, one thing that I noticed in this week, you know, things kind of came up that were that, like you said, like this makes me feel gross. I feel really uncomfortable about this. Some of it, what, what I was seeing was instead of like a one-off, like, Oh, Kyle, Kyle's hot. Like, mm-hmm. 
those kind of comments, even like even more sexual than that comments, I don't think have bothered you as much as when it's like a pattern, a repeating pattern from the same person of like increasingly sexualized. Um, and it's, it feels a little relentless and overwhelming. And, yeah. and I think that maybe that's, there's a line there that gets crossed a little bit. Um, yeah, it's either the depth or the length. There's the, <laughs> if one comment is like gets super deep and detailed about exactly what it is that that's uncomfortable if it's like length if it's like over time it's yeah, yeah. but yes Dan I agree <laughs> I will also say at the risk of like anybody out there thinking to themselves oh my god am I one of them am I the problem it, like our fans are awesome yeah, these are very, they, I think, happened to come up this past week, but very rare. And that's why I wanted to read, like, a nice one. Because oh. we, like, get so many good yeah. emails and comments and feedback, so. Yeah. 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 I'm feeling very weird about all this. Like what? I don't know, just weird. Talking about ourselves for this much. Talking to listeners who now might feel bad. hmm I mean. Talking about putting out there what I want for definitively. All that feels very weird. Oh, well, okay. Let's sit in that maybe. Sit on what? Yeah. <laughs> Don't sexualize me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our listeners are great. The vast, vast, vast majority of them are, yeah. are super chill, a lot of fun, really sweet. The right level of sexual. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, or at least like try to build up enough capital that then. Yeah, yeah that you can pay me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 Again, joking about myself as a hooker. Like maybe that's not, not the way to get people to not. Sex worker. Hooker. <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with hooker on that one because I was talking about myself. <laughs> I don't know, man. It is weird. You're right. I will, I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> putting this under celebrity is weird, but, but I think what we do, what we do acknowledge is we have at least some level of influence over some group of people enough that in the, I think this is something that changes about when enough people start like paying attention to something you're doing or saying, it's like before we could say anything and it's just, you know, you're talking to your friend, like when you're talking to your friends around a table, you don't have to worry about like if I ask if Sean Mendes is gay, how does that reflect on the gay community or whatever? Like you're just talking to your friends yeah. and that's how we started. So I think more and more I've been cognizant of the fact that like, Oh, I like if I say something, it might be represented as the gay community thinks this. Sure. Like someone said, you mean a lot to the gay community. I was like, how do you, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Who is, who is that? You know, like it's very sweet. Thank you for that letter. But like, you know, it's enough to where I now think about it a lot and in a good way. I think like what, what can I say? What's I need to learn about these issues. So I say them right and, and do them justice. Has knowing people like enough people listen affected how you talk or what you talk about? Um, no, I don't think it has. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned a lot of lessons and changed a lot of my behavior, but that's not because of who is listening, but that's because we've learned a lot Mm. about like what the right way to talk about race is, or at least a better way to talk about race or, or trans issues. And like, I, I have, this journey has taught me a ton 
and I've tried to make adjustments where warranted. And that's, but that is a byproduct of putting something out into the world that then people can listen and critique. Yeah. Um, but just like you would listen to a friend if they sat down and maybe that's, I will also say I, I have less anxiety about a lot of these things than you do, right? Yeah. Like the, the way in which I engage with our listeners, it, it shows a clear pattern of less anxiety. Yeah. And, um, I think cause I'm just in life and on this podcast, can I can confirm, <laughs> <laughs> it, um, like I, but I'm just always very cognizant of like how other people are perceiving me. Mm-hmm. So that like doing this podcast in the first place was like so weird to me because like, I'm so worried about every single thing someone thinks about me. So to, to put something out in front of a lot of people that then a lot of people could have opinions about me and I can't adjust to fix it for every single person like that's a weird place but i but one that i had to get to um especially if i want to keep doing creative things yep yep one thing i'll mention do you oh i'll ask you what uh are there any celebrities that stand out to you as being really meaningful meaningful to you had a big impact on you um that you will hold close to your heart have celebrities done a, a good thing for you? Are they a net positive or negative? I don't know. Hmm. Like celebrity is weird. Like I don't get it. Like I, <laughs> I, I really enjoy people who are skilled, super duper skilled. And that sails through. Like I, I, I love watching Meryl Streep do what she does in like literally every single role. (laughs) And, uh, there are other examples, but like had such a deep personal impact that I would consider that to be like formative to me or something. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is this why like we, the stereotype, this gays that are, are all into the celebrity gossip and everything. Hmm. And we're not. So I wonder if that's, yeah, what what how is our relationship different than the gays that are like super into it, you know? Yeah. And why? Like uh, yeah, that is just something I don't totally understand. Yeah. I mean, I imagine for some people it's just knowing things that their friends are into and so they can all feed off of each other and Yeah. It's like a community bonding. Cuz I know when I sit down with my super dork friends and we talk about Star Trek, it's intense and fun. <laughs> so that just means I want to be more knowledgeable about Star Trek stuff so that when I sit down with them, that fun is max fun. Yeah. Yeah. So if like from that perspective, I could see knowing things about celebrities being fun. Yeah. There's something like gays love gossip. Why do yeah. gays love gossip? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, did it start because like you couldn't be out? So like to, to even know if someone was gay, that had to be based on gossip that had to be through the rumor mill. I wonder if that's like where it, where it started. Yeah. That's a really amazing segue to my Patreon segment, <laughs> which we'll, we'll be talking about uh, the, whether it's okay to to gossip about whether someone's gay or not, and whether that's changed over time. Ooh, yeah, um, like that. Well, confirm we will confirm or deny later potentially, but that might that could be a reason celebrity gossip is uh, is important to gays. Why why aren't you? Because don't take this the wrong way. You seem like the type that would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, 
was only offensive because you said no offense. But <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. Um, yeah, and at one point I was, but also I think that was because I thought I was supposed to. I thought I was supposed to know everything that was going on, so I would go to Perez Hilton or I'd like people would be like, "Oh, these people are dating. Do you know that?" Like, I, people would be like, "Oh, you're gay, so I'll come to you with this information." So I felt like I needed to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, it, weirdly similar to football mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like oh i don't need to care about this and so i stopped so yeah i love britney's pop music selena gomez's pop music who i'm just gonna call selena now she's one um no, selena's the, pop music the dead selena doesn't count anymore you already said it she's dead um <laughs> <laughs> i love it um <laughs> uh, but I, I like their music and specifically their music i care less about what they do or who they date or everything. I just don't have the, it's just a lot of information that you have to do a lot of work to, to find and keep and stay up to date on. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. All right. Did we do it? Yeah. Everything about celebrities has been covered <laughs> I think so. I forever think so. and all time. Yeah. Yeah. And I won the argument. So cool. Great. <laughs> Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. You good? Okay. Are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media is at gayishpodcast or slash gayishpodcast. We're on Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> Stan's dying and we're trying to ignore him <laughs> in the process, which is which everyone's fine with. Uh yeah, check us out on social media. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four. Standard rates apply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Our physical mailing address, which I haven't been in almost two weeks, is mm-hmm. P.O. Box one nine eight eight two, Seattle, Washington, nine eight one oh nine. Um, a couple of things we want to mention. Uh, you say stuff. You have stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, well, so Kyle put together a Spotify list called "The Sounds mm. of Gayish Podcast," mm-hmm. and it's every song we've talked about or hummed or <laughs> like we've whatever. Played, I've played clips of some, and yeah. There's a link to it in our Facebook group or on our website, or if you just search Spotify for "Sounds of Gayish," it comes up. But if we are missing any, please let us know what song and what episode we made the reference, and we will get it added. Yeah, yeah. The only episode I actually re-listened to was the Britney episode because I was like, there's gonna be a lot of songs that I talked about there. Yeah. It is currently four hours and forty nine minutes of music. Uh but I think I think we have more potential there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure there's a lot more songs that we mentioned and forgot completely about. And uh just a couple of days after this airs, there's a live show this weekend in just a couple days. Saturday, August 29th at six PM Pacific on our Facebook live stream page group niner cool (laughs) well (laughs) marketing well done um yeah those have always those have turned into something really fun yeah and and i like both doing them but then also like hang out with people after so yeah um well uh, just a couple things uh that i want to mention uh we've done 
a lot of spots on other people guest spots on other people's podcasts boy howdy um, we were as you know so popular i know <laughs> uh we're celebrities yeah. um, uh we had relationship on ours we were on their episode which uh came out around the same time that ours did um also this past monday we were on two podcasts one is the bad queers um who we had theirs on previously and a lot of people started listening to theirs and really liked theirs so if you if you want an entry point uh bad queers the one we're on is a good one but they're we, so great we yeah we and we were also on speaking of so great we were also on minority mm-hmm. with t-t-e-a um who uh their episode also came out on monday they were awesome mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out like how we can keep doing stuff with them because they're really cool we yeah. really like hanging out with them um yeah. and also mike i want to thank you for uh <laughs> sorry for giving me something to shump. <laughs> I said super casually and waited to see if you had a reaction to. Wait. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Is that the Polari word of the week? What if no? What if I just said a thing? What if you just had a stroke like, while no. you were talking? Yeah. No. My mouth just. Yeah. Okay. What did you say? What was the word? Uh, it is. Try Take another run at it. Taking it here. No, I did it right. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna here's oh. a, take it. Here's another take. Okay, okay. Here's another take. Wait, wait, okay. Wait. Great, great. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Let me take a shump of my drink. <gasps> a shump? <laughs> that was Dan giving a uncomfortable blowjob. Not me. <laughs> I was not that noise. Um, shump. Uh, shump. Maybe from Yiddish, but it means to drink. S C H U M P H. Shump. Shump. Yeah. Again, Shump. that's Dan's uncomfortable blowjob. <laughs> oh, my love. Shump it. Okay. What's that? I just about? wanted that to go on the Spotify list. Jump. Oh, I don't know. Jump for my love. Oh, okay. Who was that by? If you want some kisses in the night, the pointer sisters. Shump, shump oh. for my love. No? Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Well, also. Shumpf is the Polari word of the week. Yeah, I was trying to think of a Britney song that now I would have to add. It's very useful I... for water sports. <laughs> Gonna shump this later. Okay. Do you want to do gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. We really need to get out of this episode somehow. Yeah. We are trapped inside. Okay. It's your turn. This is going to My... be a four-hour episode if we're not careful. <laughs> Dan is stuck in his plastic box of his own creating. He doesn't... He doesn't have COVID, but he's very lonely. Um, okay. <laughs> Gayest is... I've been watching Pose. I've watched all two seasons of Pose. I got so excited when I realized the second season had four more episodes. You know when you're like, oh, this is the last one. And then it's like, four more episodes. Now I can stay up four hours later. It is um, it is so good. Confirmed mm. to be as good as promised. Um, it's a little bit cheesy as Ryan Murphy shows are, but also super touching. And I cried like literally everyone now I'm like, okay, I'm crying again. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, they had a scene that was like one of the times when I started crying, it was because they had a scene of two gay black characters. One of them being Billy Porton, uh, both with HIV mm. and they were talking about, calling someone else girl so two gay black 
HIV positive characters discussing the nuance of the, of gayness and and the word she is like a level of specificity we don't get like mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. like in those kinds of characters we don't get them like they're they're usually talking about their HIV status or their race or their whatever but they it was not, I mean they were in it like the ward for AIDS but like they it like that that kind of discussion between those characters was really cool mm-hmm. to to see mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on screen. I support you watching this show just because it means normal human emotions for you. <laughs> that I cry? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been real good at helping me unlock that. Yeah. I actually did have this moment where I was like, oh, I feel like crying, but I don't want to. And then I was like, you know what? Just embrace it. And then two hours later, I came out of the world mm-hmm. a, a, a very dry individual. Mm-hmm. Um, my straightest is, I'm sure I've said this in the past. Dan, are you Okay. <laughs> Do you need something? Do you need a doggy biscuit? Or? No, I'm just, I'm riveted by your performance. <laughs> You're like the Meryl Streep of podcasting. <laughs> I'm going to take that all as sincere, and I thank you. Um, uh, my straightest is, I'm sure I've done this in the past and, and used this before, but um, I saw this like older uh, uh, male and female, they're presumably a couple, and I like when I walked past, I gave a head nod to the dude, and like there's something about like mm-hmm. when do like some, like straight dudes was it a head nod each- uh, like down like it was chin up, wasn't it? it was, like a it was it was more like a not a chin up because he was older, so like chin up would be like what's up for like <laughs> no, it was not a <laughs> good day to you, sire. <laughs> no, it was it was just like a, a, a like a nod, like okay. a nod down oh. that was like. I see you're a man you're taking care of your woman cool <laughs> y- you don't have a woman with you but I'm sure you're handling your domain like that's what it feels like it feels like I see you I see you too continue to be a man this gesture with my head acknowledges your penis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is right I think that's what the, like I was thinking about this head nod and it's like men looking around to make sure other men got it like yeah. I, I I don't know I think that's where that came from and yeah. it's it's sexist and it I don't know but anyway yeah no I get it okay <laughs> Mike your turn um so the straightest thing about me this week oh man I'm glad we had some wine over the break so that I can share Great. this uh correction so much wine okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so i may or may not have had a slight emergency and ended up peeing into a plastic container in the back of my jeep that's straight right oh no i was you say more like <laughs> so i was trying to explain yourself oh man okay um i'm real sorry just- i just just go ahead and uh, shump, <laughs> Mike. Shump some more wine. Yeah, great. Here we go. <laughs> Dan is just having a. Are you? Do you? <laughs> I'm so sweaty right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I oh, I'm embarrassed now because yeah. he's gonna hear this. But that's <gasps> fine. I went. I I I hung out with a listener earlier in the week and we had a two stop evening and because of the way that things worked out we got drinks to go and ended up like walking around and drinking them and by the time i got back to the jeep had to pee real bad and it's covid you can't pee anywhere Mm. and like on the way to the second stop at which i didn't know there was even going to be a restroom but it was like i am desperate I'm going to pee. I need to find somewhere to pee. And it was either like 
pull over in this random mass neighborhood and pee on a bush or something, or I know that there's an empty gallon-sized jug in the back of the Jeep because I just went camping and emptied one that was filled with water when I bought it. I know that I have this receptacle. I'm going to just pee in it in the back of the Jeep. So I fucking pulled over and peed in this thing in the back of my Jeep. And then I had a gallon of urine in the back of my Jeep until I got home. That's it. Dan's wondering what you did with that gallon of urine and if it's available for him to throw away. You call your mouth the trash still, right? Shumpf. Okay. Um, Shumpf. <laughs> the gayest Shump. thing about me this week um, is uh, I was on a... It's our Discord, people jump into the voice chat randomly. Yeah. And you can never really p- predict when it's going to happen, but just like sometimes they get pretty big and, and elaborate anyway mm-hmm. in, in a recent one somebody we were talking about uh different kinds of like and uh what's the word Selena Gomez? <laughs> like play play uh, like an, animal play like being a pup or being oh, okay. uh like we were talking about all of the different and then like the the accessories for doing that and and somebody said well don't some people have butt plugs with horse tails attached and I got to say, yes, I have one. It's rainbow like a unicorn. I'll be right back. And I went and got it. And it was because Dan gave me a butt plug that has a unicorn tail attached to it. Oh, Correction, was... fucking Dan. Oh, that's right. That... <laughs> fucking Dan gave me a butt plug with a unicorn <laughs> tail attached to it. And I got to share it. And it was just, it was lovely. That's beautiful. That's such a be- beautiful butt moment. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Accessorizing. Um, okay. Listeners, gay straightus. Yeah. This one comes from Kyle Irving, who I realize now I should not have chosen based on the way that you were mad about the Patreon person at the very beginning of the episode named Kyle. Yeah. Uh, Joseph, tell me what Joseph has to say. Okay. Joseph Irving on our Facebook group. Uh, he said, my gayest, I will be going to the RuPaul's drive and drag show in Maryland <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> my straightest. Telling my parents I'm grabbing a drink after work instead of saying I'm going to a drag show. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, I get that. Yeah. Do I want to have this conversation or can I just, yep. yep going for drinks. Uh, yeah, going for drinks. Yep. <sighs> so that's it. That's it. A thank you to Selena Gomez. I was, was going to thank the general concept of Selena Gomez. <laughs> thank you to all those A-list celebrities, whether it's one person like Mike has in his mind or 10 million people like Kyle has in his mind. Yep. Yep. And and and, and thank you to Kathy Griffin. You know. Somebody needs to cut that motherfucker's head off. I just... It, we went from Kathy, what have you done, to like, well, she had a point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Shump away. See you next week. Um, ooh, we're in stereo even. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Great.